You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. says blessed are those who hunger and thirst okay when you're hungry why are you hungry okay let me say why are you hungry because you need food you need to eat why do you need to eat okay so your body reminds you you need to eat Uh, let, let me take it from another angle what if you knew you were going to you know make a journey and there won't be food on the road okay but you're not hungry what do you do you stock up right either in a bag or where? In your body. I'm going somewhere. You know, when you say flames of fire and make it as a theme, it can just be something that sounds nice. But you see, when you understand why you have to be a flame of fire, you know, before now we're reminded that we're in a war. Whether we care or we want to know or not, the war is upon us, isn't it? Now, what do you fight wars with? Firepower, praise the Lord. What you fight war with is what? Firepower. Now, anybody who does not know that he's in a war will not be bothered about being a flame of fire. The Ukrainian president, when you listen to him all the time, what's he saying? He needs weapons. Why? Because he knows he's in a war. Praise the Lord. When we understand where we're in and the situation and the circumstances we're living in, We will hunger. That's where I'm going. We will hunger and thirst. Praise the Lord. It's as simple as that. Okay? You know, uh, um, I think it was on Wednesday as well when Momichi was preaching and talking about praying for a long time. Listen, the truth is that the reason most times we don't tarry, you know, in the place of prayer before God and all of that is that there is no challenge coming up. If you're in your house and then look out of the window and you see a, a congregation of native doctors, you know, calling your name. Okay, let's say delegation, not con- maybe just three of them. You know, one very elderly woman and, you know, one man and then a little boy that has hunchback. And I just, yeah, 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 yeah. we are waiting for you, whatever your labaja come. You know, at that point, the spirit of prayer and supplication will come upon you. You know why? Because immediately you know you need firepower. Okay, I was telling, um, I think it was uh, myself and Tuski were discussed. And I said to her, the danger of Abuja and where we live in, unlike Lagos, is that people in Lagos know they need God. You know, when you drive out from here now, you can drive home without anybody coming close to your window. But in Lagos, no matter where you live, every day you journey, there will be people that could break your glass, you know, all kinds of things. So Christians in Lagos, when you say pray, they say thank you. You get it? But here in Abuja, when you say pray, you're disturbing them because there's a, a coldness in the environment. And there's a sense of safety. And we learned when we're learning about warfare that the Bible says, Woe to them who are at ease in what? In Zion. Zion until Jesus comes, until the new Jerusalem comes, is a besieged city. Residents, the citizens of Zion are escapees from his kingdom. So not one of us is safe. 
until we make it to the end. And we'll make it to the end in Jesus' name. But any citizen of Zion who thinks that because there are no physical allies, you know, bouncing on their windows and there are no, you know, whatever knocking on their doors, they're safe. They, they are not wise. And I pray we'll be wise in Jesus' name. So th- that is the understanding. If you knew what was going on in the spiritual atmosphere, okay? The first time, you know, people say they pray from, you know, either morning to night or from night to morning or other. The, the first time I, I had that, I, I think that was what I remembered when, you know, on Wednesday, when was I was in Enugu to, to preach at um, the service of songs of um, one of our, our members here, one of my friends, the father, the mother's service of songs. And the, the evening, okay, it was evening. So he called me to tell me that the Anglican church had started raising all kinds of obstacles. Initially, they said they weren't going to do it. That's why he had to get me to come and do it. That they wouldn't do the service of songs. They wouldn't do the burial. You know, those, um, they are owing the subscription and all of that. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> so I was imported as an improvision, okay? So getting there, the type of obstacle, even from his own family. So the sister says this, this the brother says this, I knew that this was warfare. That was the longest I'd ever prayed. And I didn't know. Because I knew that I was going to stand for maybe 40 minutes or one hour before a hostile. I was ready. If it's uh, orange, they will throw. (laughs) If it's uh, spiritual darts, they will throw. You understand? So I knew what was before me. And I had no need that any man should encourage me, pastor, pray. In fact, I didn't know I was praying because what was before me? Are you getting it? So it's because we don't have a sensitivity to where we are and what is around us. That's why we are cold. And if anybody is sensitive, like our sister said, for God to bring this theme to us at this time, then it's not a joke. It means he knows you need to become a flame of fire. Part of what I want to address this evening, I don't know how successfully I'll be able to do that, but the Holy Spirit is here to help us, is why flames of fire? Why not, you know, this is a women's convention. Why not uh, God's jewels? Why not diamonds of heaven? Praise the Lord. It's not a, a theme that I think they are getting close to when we did men of steel. Okay? But let, let's, let's see how it goes. So thank you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Okay. So we should be people of the closet. I think that's the way the woman of God brought it to us. What happens in the back is more important than what happens, you know, in the public. And um, I think there's something she said. It says, we know the Bible says, Hebrews 11, see God is a rewarder, okay? But I think she said, uh, uh, God is a recorder. Yeah, God records. Yes, God records before he rewards. And what he records is not what happens in public. He records what happens in the secret place. And that's why Lord Jesus Christ taught us that when you want to pray, what does he say? He says, go into your closet, shut the door. There is a father who you have, the almighty father, who does what? Sees in secret. I think that's one thing we can pick. Any one of us here who is discouraged, who is harassed, who is wondering what is going on. Be encouraged that your heavenly father sees in what? 
secret. And he's recording all that is going on. And in his faithfulness, he will reward in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Okay, to maintain a fervency in the place of prayer so that the problem can't even drop on you. I think we all became, you know, medically educated during the COVID-19 pandemic. What is called immunity, isn't it? When you are in the state of continuous relationship with God and the place of prayer, your spiritual immunity is taken high. Praise the Lord. So that no matter what the devil is flowing around, when it comes around you, it is consumed. But if you're not, then it comes upon the, such a person. And then at that point, the person has to work extra hard. Just understand immunity, understand what we are talking about. So when we continue in prayer, that's why Lord Jesus Christ says, men ought always what? To pray. He didn't say men who have problems. When you have problems, you now must pray you know, especially to solve that original problem. But whether you have problem or not, you should be in the place of prayer because it builds your immunity and keeps you sensitive to what the Spirit of God is doing. Okay, I have quite a few things here, but um, I, I don't want to go too far off from where we are because the, these things that we learned, so much was learned, you know, on Wednesday and on Sunday. And um, I want to trust that we will assimilate and uh, digest it and profit from it in the name of Jesus. Like we've been reminded, this theme just dropped. And um, you, you may not be aware, last Wednesday, I was supposed to preach last Wednesday. And I was going to preach on where we stopped from on Sunday. Which was, uh, we're talking about the truth and deception. Okay, warring with the truth, isn't it? So, Mommy Chi that preached only knew she had to preach from about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. So, the message we had on Wednesday was prepared from about 3 to 6. Now, if she was not constantly in prayer, what you would have heard would have been network news. You would have heard Baba's address. Praise the Lord. That is what we are saying, you see. Flames of fire is for you. <laughs> It's not a theme. It's where God wants us to be at now. I remember many years ago, we had um, an instructor who was overseeing one of our uh, discipleship classes. And I think in the course of the class, somebody started manifesting. And this guy ran away. All the people who were supposed to be leaders there, they ran away. They had to call me from Jabi in my house in my Tama to come, you know, to minister deliverance to the person. And the question is, but you're a minister. Apparently, I don't know, but what I'm trying to say is this. What these things, you know, wake us up to is to where we are to be. Praise the Lord. It's where we're to be. Now, as occasion demands, you will manifest this world that way. But there's a place of constancy. And let me make this point so I don't forget it. Fire, unlike other forms of matter, is a form of matter that cannot exist on its own. It must continue to consume something. So, you see, if you say wood, wood is matter. If you keep wood, it will remain wood, right? If you keep gold, it will remain gold. But fire is a form of matter that must continually burn something. Praise the Lord. So, there is no yesterday. That's why the Bible talks about uh, do not grow weary in well-doing. For in due season, you will reap if you faint not. Our Lord speaking to us in Ezekiel said the day... The righteous one will do unrighteousness. His righteousness will not avail for him on that day. 
Why? Because fire burnt yesterday does not mean fire is burning today. I remember when I was on fire. That's a remembrance. You're not on fire now. Praise the Lord. Yes, we have graduated. I'm a chartered accountant. Nobody can take my certificate from me. So I can introduce myself as a chartered accountant. But I don't know if I can balance, you know, a profit. I can't, I can't, I can't do balance sheet now. I may know what is saying, but I can't do it. But unlike fire, if you're not burning today, you're not fire. You are ashes. Praise the Lord. So uh, really, uh, I pray that our sisters will, that grace will abound to them. So they understand that this thing is hanging over our heads now. This understanding that we got from this thing is hanging over our head. God says we are flames of fire. Fire, he says here, he says fire will cease to exist if it isn't continually fed. Fire must be eating up something to burn. As Christians, as believers, we must continually supply the vessel, the sacrifice. We must continually present our members. If not, the fire will cease. Praise the Lord. So Matthew 3, 11, uh, John the Baptist speaking says, I baptize you with water unto repentance. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He's going to do what? Baptize us with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And I think this is what um, Monchi was trying to bring to bear with the Holy Spirit in and the Holy Spirit within and upon. The preacher here says, there's a repentance that my message can enable you to get to where you're standing right with God. But there is a baptism that is going to come upon you. When that baptism comes upon you, you will not just be a repented believer. You'll be a witness, which our Lord Jesus Christ said to them. Say, do not go tarry until you are endued with power from on high. And then you shall become what? Witnesses to me. That level of being a witness unto God is not a, a, a place where you can enter into casually. It has involved fire. And fire needs to be fed. Praise the Lord. Fire must be fed. It cannot just exist. Okay, okay let's read Second Chronicles 7. Let's see what happened there. Second Chronicles 7 at the um, dedication of Solomon's temple from verse 1. He said, when Solomon had finished praying, he said, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. Anywhere you see God responding with fire to the desire of the people, they had also provided something. Praise the Lord. If you leave that and you come to the New Testament, Acts chapter 2, on the day of Pentecost, from verse 1, it says, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Three. It says, Then there appeared to them, what? Divided tongues as of fire. And where was the fire? In the wind, and the air, on the table. Where was it? It sat upon each of them. So there was as much fire in the room as there were people in the room. Fire responds to sacrifice. Praise the Lord. Do I want more fire in the, of the Lord in my life? What should I do? I should make more sacrifices. Our sister talked about sacrifice. And that is one area of Christianity that is being pushed to the background. When I got born again, you know, and I believe for a few of us here, when we got born again, anything that involved the Lord was taken as for granted. 
So those days, a new believer will come to church in the morning, maybe 7 a.m., and service, maybe service will end 10 a.m. or 11, and you go back home, and then you come back by 2 o'clock for new believers class, and then stay till about 4 or 5 p.m. in the evening, and you did that maybe for two months. Now, if you tell somebody to leave church now and come back by 2, they'll say, no, he has to sleep. Why? Because we are not understanding that fire falls on what? Sacrifice. The place of convenience can never bring progress. You cannot burn if you're dwelling in the realm of convenience. It's not possible. In fact, there is no place it works, even in the canal environment. You know, I used to wonder, you know, some of those musicians, and they come out and they just make noise, and they call them musicians. I thought their music was noise. But go and ask every one of them. They'll tell you they spent thousands of hours in the studio. Even that noise they're producing. Why? Because to produce something that will cause a shift in this world, sacrifice is demanded. The student that is going to pass an exam must make some sacrifice. Every area of life. More so in the spiritual arena. Okay? So flames of fire because fire needs sacrifice. It cannot survive in any other way. In fact, there's a way, you know, the Lord was trying to minister to me. You know, in um, Malachi uh, 3, 16 and 17, let's read it. He says, then those who fear the Lord spoke to one another and the Lord listened and heard them. So a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and meditate on his name. 17. Look at what the Lord says. He says, they shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts. On the day that I make them my what? My jewels. This would have been a nice thing for the queens. On the day that I make them my jewels. You know, queens, you know, looking all beautiful and all of that. But you know what the Lord was saying? He says, until then, what you are is fire. Praise the Lord. This day is when the end has come. That's when we'll be jewels. That's when we can cease. We can say we, have end, we are no longer burning. I've earned my dues. I've finished my race. I can chill now. But until then, you're not a Jew. You know, where do they keep Jews? They store them. You know, nice package, nice, you know, a, a case like that, beautiful case, kept somewhere. That's not what we are now. Until that day, what we are is fire. And why are we fire now? Because he himself is a consuming fire. And for fellowship to be sweet, there has to be similitude. So the Bible says, can two walk together unless what? They be agreed. God is fire and is admonishing you to also what? Take the qualities of fire so that two of you can blend on this journey. Praise the Lord. So for this fellowship, for this bonding, for the work that is before us, we are not yet jewels. What we are now is fire. And it means every day. The apostle Paul says, I die daily. Every day is costing me something. Our sister that shared I get connected today was saying that she had prepared all, you know, that she had wanted to share. And then this morning, or is it this morning or yesterday, you know, somebody did something and just scattered her whole preparation. Praise the Lord. Because on this journey, yesterday is gone. That's why new messes we need every day. There is a battle we fight every day. That is what we are learning from this. So we are called to be fire because it's a continuous Continuum. We cannot rest. 
I can't say, you know, like, you know, a few people say, I, I did this the other time. I used to be usher. I used to choir. I used to, you know, uh, give money. I used to do all of that. There is no use to in the kingdom. It's what is happening now that is recorded. Praise the Lord, somebody. Do not grow weary in well-doing. For in due season, that due season you don't know. If on the day of due season they come and you're not serving, you will not bring your CV and tell them, I served seven years ago. It will not count. Praise the Lord. May God's grace abound towards us in Jesus' name. Also, fire is what is used to convert iron to steel. You see, iron is a natural element, you know, occurring, it occurs in nature. But iron is not reliable. You can't build on iron. You can't send iron on an errand. But when you send iron through fire and forge it through fire, praise the Lord, you can begin to add figures to it. So when you go to a steel manufacturing plant, by, besides each steel, they write a grade. What that grade is saying is that this steel, or rather this iron now, is able, we are sure that it can carry this quantity of load. Why? Because they have passed it through fire enough and they survived. For God to be able to use us, he requires that he will pass us through fire. So that he, when he sends us out, like we learned Psalm 1044, as ambassadors, we will not fall his hand. Praise the Lord, somebody. Somebody say, by your grace, Lord, I will not fall your hand. That's Nigerian English for those who are watching online. It means I will not disappoint. Okay, so Revelation 3, 15 and 16. Our Lord Jesus Christ speaking to you know, one of the letters to the churches said to them, I know your works that you're neither cold nor hot. Okay? I could wish you were cold or hot. So then because you're lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of the mouth. Now, most other substances or elements also in matter can exist under different temperatures. But you see, when you talk about fire, fire does not know cold. Have you seen cold fire before? Bro, let me burn you with small cold fire. Is it possible? So, Fire is what? Fire is hot. Why flames of fire? On Sunday, I'm hot. On Monday, I'm hot. I'm in church. I'm on fire for the Lord. I'm hot for the kingdom. On Monday, I'm hot for the kingdom. On Tuesday, I'm hot for the kingdom. Praise God. On Thursday, I'm hot. I travel. I'm hot for the kingdom. Why? I'm fire. I'm not water. You can have hot water and cold water. But I'm fire. I can't exist in any other, under any other temperature. I can only be consumed. A lot, a lot of masters say, zeal for the, my father's house has eaten me up. That's why we're being called to be fire. So that there is no rising today, going down tomorrow, no feeling like this. Today's conference, we're here, we're jumping. We make a lot of noise today. Tomorrow, we don't say no. Fire is fire. Praise the Lord. That's why the Lord is saying to us, this is what I want you to be. Your temperature remains the same. You are burning and you're burning in spite of irrespective of situation and condition. We've said this one before. I say fire must be consuming something to be burning. You're either giving it wood. You're either giving it gas. You're either giving it, you know, you must give it something to burn. And for us, what we know we are to be giving it is what? Our flesh. You know, some time ago we learned here, I said the flesh must what? The flesh must die. And this flesh has been around for so long. It doesn't die easily. Praise the Lord. No, the flesh doesn't die. The flesh dies in categories. For the young Christian here, the first level, the flesh should die, would die. 
is the level where your flesh is dying to, you know, outward sins, that sins that are an offense, not just against God, but an offense against country. So you see new believers, you know, maybe they used to steal, they don't steal anymore. Okay? Maybe they used to fight, you know, they used to slap, you know, without control. They don't slap anymore. So they are growing. You understand? Sins that are seen to everybody. That's the first level where the flesh easily dies. Or not easily die, where the flesh dies, should die. But as you grow, you get to the point where you're not stealing, you're not fighting, but the flesh is manifesting in pride. When now you look at other people, you look at them and say, this generation of believers, these children, what do they know? Praise the Lord. And when the word of God, you're in church and the preaching is coming, as you're hearing the word, you say, tell them. And then maybe as the preacher is preaching, you say, well, that that text you took would have been better if you took it from the book of Colossians. Do you understand? You see, it's a different level of flesh. Nobody will look at you and know the flesh is manifesting. But if you're on fire, that place will need to burn for the next level God is taking you to. Is someone getting what I'm saying? The, the fire requires that flesh will continually be sacrificed. Flesh must keep burning as long as you're here on this side of eternity. That's why the apostle Paul, you, say, you see him, he's serving the Lord. He's serving, he's serving. Towards the end of his life, he says, me, who am the chief of sinners? Uh-uh. When did that happen? Praise the Lord. After he has said, by grace, I labored more, yet not I. I labored more than all the apostles. Now, from being a champion apostle, he realized that he should claim what? A champion sinner. Why? Because as he was going in the Lord, getting closer to the Lord, the impurities that were in him, not physical now, but in his judgment, were manifesting. And he said, Lord, I agree. Is someone getting what I'm saying? So fire means I continually am going through the process of purification. I'm offering something every day. Every time I come to the house of God, the Spirit of God must tell me something. Praise the Lord. For some of us, you can't take in salt. But that's the flesh. The flesh is the only one that can't take in salt. Your spirit can take in salt. Because like um, Pastor Jumoke said on Sunday, the DNA that runs in your body is the DNA of Christ. The Bible says he was reviled and did not what? Revile in return. The insults that insulted Jesus did not influence his response one bit. So you grow, your flesh dies to the point where if they slap you, there's no response. You still speak as though no slap came. Praise the Lord. They insult you. There's nothing around you that should, in fact, people around will think that it's some other person that insulted. Because your flesh has so died. Have you ever seen a dead body before? If you go to a dead body and say, you idiot, does he jump up and say, who are you calling idiot? Because it's what? Is dead. So the Bible says, mortify now your members which are on the earth. Those are levels. For us to be fire, we must continue to offer those members. How they treat me. Praise the Lord. I don't like the way I'm treated there. That shouldn't be your concern. As you grow as fire, what should be your concern? And how do they treat Jesus? It's amazing how people can endure Jesus being maltreated when they are well treated and they don't mind. It shows the flesh is big, but the spirit of Christ is small. The sensitive Christian will get offended when his master is maltreated, not honored. Praise the Lord. You're listening to somebody who's preaching, and you see that this person is not honoring the spirit of Christ. It should grieve your spirit. 
But like we learned some time ago, what has become very common in our time now is that spirit of uh, Daniel 11 where he says, those who do wickedly, he'll corrupt with flattery. What happens now is that in most places, man, flesh, is flattered. So people are happy. And then the spirit of Christ is pushed in a corner. And then you really don't feel offended because, I mean, we're, we're being encouraged. It's called motivational speaking. Okay? You're feeling charged up. But if your spirit is truly towering and your flesh is going down, if that won't be your brother. Your brother will be, my master is not being honored here. Praise the Lord. Like God said to the friends of Job, the, the things you've spoken of me are not true. Are you getting what I'm saying? That those are some of the things you, that I'm, I'm talking about, the higher levels of burning. So you're coming in. Some people, the level where they are is where they are struggling with their finances. Okay, so where you talk about finances, something just disturbs them. They get very angry. You know, they get uncomfortable. You know, why are you raising money? And, you know, we, you know, we don't tell preachers they are what to preach. Did the pastor talk about tithing and giving money? I'm happy she mentioned because part of the reason why I don't mention tithe here is because 10% is Old Testament. There is no place you see 10% in the New Testament. But the New Testament talks about believers determining as the Lord prospers them a proportion of their income. Where Jesus mentioned 10%, it was when he was talking to the Pharisees, where he says, you tithe, mint, cumin, and... Uh, but the weightier matters of the law. But the apostle Paul talking to them says, let each man purpose in his heart as the Lord has prospered him in the proportion. And then when you make that purpose, set it aside. That's the New Testament. And then from the New Testament, we find men like um, Barnabas who having land sold it and brought all. Another man sold with his wife and brought half. God killed him. 50%. And you're battling with 10%. <laughs> Praise the Lord. A man brought 50, God killed him and the wife. And the own is, you're struggling to bring 10. So it's not 10, it's not one. As the Holy Spirit ministers, you just bring the one that when you finish bringing, know that you and the Holy Spirit are, you know, just cool. But you might not want to go back to 10% and be more comfortable there. Okay? So these are levels. I'm just saying the levels that we must keep offering because this is what will sustain the fire. Praise the Lord, somebody. Which he also told us the fire cannot be ignored. It draws attention. In the last week or so, I've heard testimonies from, I think, Pastor Ima, Pastor Max, and uh, who else again? I think it was from Get Connected or Prayer Meeting. How they've testified, how people they were doing business with, working with. Okay, Max's own is a security man who on his own, without being invited. But Max, next time, invite the person, okay? He didn't invite the security man, but he came to church on his own. Why? Because he had observed his boss and decided to go and know his God. Praise the Lord. Fire cannot be ignored. Fire attracts attention. If you're a flame of fire, people should ask you, where is your God? Lead us to your God. It should be taken for granted. You can't just see fire and just know. You take note of it. So for us as a church, the challenge should be, are my colleagues, are my neighbors, are my, you know, people around, people I interact with, do they discern that I am a man of God? The Shulamite woman said, I perceive that this man who passes here every day is what? A man of God. That should be the testimony of in your neighborhood. But what I'm trying to say is this. Fire will attract. Fire will make appearance. It will make a show. 
And may our fire make good shows in the name of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. So we said here, less impurity, better flame. What makes fire more effective and more powerful is focus. I can bear witness with many of us that, um, you see, distractions, dissipations, they cost us. Okay, even the, uh, the cooking gas in the house, there's a setting you set it on and the fire is just scattering everywhere, right? When there's a way you adjust it and it's tuned and focused, which one cooks better? Tuned and focused. It talks about dissipation of energy and distraction. Part of what you need to learn as fire is that, you see, the fire God has given, wants us to burn with, is not a fire that will be interested in everything. There are some things you must, by reason of your calling, by reason of who you are, ignore. Don't allow it, you know, don't give it attention. Praise the Lord. For this fire to work the way you'll enjoy it, let the only thing that bothers you be the matters of the kingdom. Are you with me? Our Lord Jesus Christ added in the week of his passion. He said to them, my kingdom is not of this world. He said, if my kingdom were, what would I have asked for? I would have asked for legions of angels and they would have come. What's this saying? I have access, I can draw power, but this fight, I won't fight it. So when you see believers and they're praying, say my neighbor, you know, insulted me and you take him to prayer. That means you don't have things to pray about. Because that neighbor, the first step is that you should have prayed the neighbor into the kingdom first. Are you getting me? You see, uh, uh, this one happens and, you know, the way we use spiritual energy shows that we don't understand what is happening. I've seen a few of my friends advertise on Facebook that people should send them prayer points. I said, these people must be supermen. No? I've not finished praying for the body, the things that I know to pray about. It's to advertise, send me prayer. Do you understand what I'm saying? You see, this fire, for it to be effective, I was also going to tell you about laser. Okay, laser is simply a technology that focuses fire. It's concentrated fire. So fire that could have been coming out in a diameter of uh, maybe 20 centimeters or 50 centimeters is tuned until it's reduced to 0.01. What happens is that that when it's reduced to 0.01, it can cut steel. That's what happens in your spiritual life when you can focus on your assignment. When you can focus on your calling, when you refuse distractions, praise the Lord. When you stay on the lane that God has put you, you're in an office, God tells you, this is why I brought you here. And you are not allowing it to be negotiable. What happens is that in that area, you cannot be ignored. But when you get into an office, you want to win political argument, you want to win an IPOB debate. You want to win Nigeria-Ghana match debate. You want to win all the debates. Every debate that comes up. You must get involved. When it now comes to the matter of eternity, you think they will listen to you? Praise the Lord. Because what has happened is you might have facts and reasons, you know, everything to argue on all the cases. But you would have dissipated that your fire. So that when the one that you should be an authority in comes up, nobody is willing to hear from you. And besides, the power has gone because you have, you know, um, allowed it to be dissipated. So fire needs to be set on focus with concentration. So the apostle Paul says, I determine what not to know anything amongst you except what? Christ and him crucified. That's it. I, I've told you here when I was in secondary school, I don't know how my dad was able to do that, which I also transferred to my children. He told me that I don't care what you come in school. The part he used to read was that part that had conduct. The headmasters and the form teachers comment. How many of us, those of us who have children will remember it. Form teachers comment, okay? So once that comment says, 
Ikenna is a well-behaved boy. Whether you scored A's or you scored F is secondary. Because education with bad character, you're an educated criminal. But if you have good character, and besides, not everybody that is gifted to excel in classroom. I'm sure you know that. For those of us who are parents now, it's not everybody that is gifted in, to excel in classroom. Some of our children, their gifting is outdoors, in sports, in, you know, in uh, creations. where They need to sit down on their own and create their own subject. How many of us know that the subjects we are reading textbooks, somebody wrote it first? Who taught the chemistry lecturer? Who started chemistry as a course? It's somebody. So your child might be so gifted that he's to function in another zone. Watch character. Praise the Lord. So there are areas that are not negotiable. There are areas that, well, it's all right. And it's the same thing when you come to Christianity now, which, you know, the danger that we are facing once a Christian is living the Christian life, child of God, it doesn't matter whether you're a billionaire or pauper, because at the end of the day, what? It doesn't matter. Praise the Lord, somebody. So we, we want to just try and why fire? We've said because of fellowship, Hebrew 12, 29, our God is a consuming fire. Why fire again? Okay, this one is very important. It's for our safety. You see? In Daniel chapter 3, we saw the account of the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And we saw what happened with them. That story is so interesting. Nebuchadnezzar had imagined he was some kind of God, which he may have been to his people. But he didn't know that there were a different set of people in his kingdom. Okay? So when he set up the statue and required that they'll go and bow down and worship, you know, the statue. And these three Hebrew boys said, no, we're not going to do that, okay? Nebuchadnezzar threatened them. We can go to Daniel 3.13. It says, then Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and fury, gave the command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying to them, is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my God or worship the gold image which I have set up? Now, if you're ready, at the time you hear the sound of the home flute, have la psalteries in symphony with all kinds of music and you fall down and worship the image which have made good but if you do not worship you shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning fairy furnace and who is the god who will deliver you from my hands <laughs> hallelujah Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king oh king Nebuchadnezzar we have no need to answer you in this matter if that is the case our god whom we serve is able to deliver us from your burning very furnace, and he'll deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury, and the expression on his face changed towards Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He spoke and commanded that they hit the furnace seven times more than it was usually heated. And he commanded certain mighty men of valor who were in his army to buy Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the fairy furnace. Just hold on here. Hold on here. Let me ask you a question. These men that were commanded to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who do you think were, was stronger, these men or Shadrach and his friends? These men were, they were stronger, right? Okay, let's see what happened. Verse 21, what happened? He said, then these men, these boys, these young men were bound in their coats, their trousers, their turbans, and their other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning fairy furnace. 22. Therefore, because the king's command was urgent, and the furnace exceedingly hot, the flame of the fire 
kill those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these men were consumed in the fire. Am I right? Praise God. 23. However, these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, what happened? They fell down bound in the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Let's continue 24. Then the king Nebuchadnezzar was astonished. And he rose in haste and spake, saying to his counsel, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. Look, he answered, I see how many men. I see four men lose. Walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the form of the fourth is what? We started by saying here that the reason God wants you to be fire is for fellowship. Fellowship is sweeter when we are similar. One. Two is this. Fire cannot be bound. They made the mistake. They bound them and threw them into fire. Have you seen... um, Okay, everybody understands this now. Fire likes fire. They don't quarrel. (laughs) Do you understand? No, fire doesn't quarrel with fire. That's why it's a challenge on the negative side. The fairy furnace was glad to receive Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The only thing it consumed of them was what Nebuchadnezzar put on them. Their clothes did not burn. Their turbans did not burn. What they wanted remained. It was what they didn't want. You know why? Because before then, they had been made flames. Say, he maketh his ministers, what? Flames of fire. Let's rise on our feet. You're seeing why God wants to make you a flame of fire. So that when they arrest you, they regret. When they gang up against you, they regret. When they gossip about you, they regret. When they fight against you, they regret. Who can catch fire with his hand? Do you understand? By experience. That's why the Bible says, had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. When you become a flame of fire, everything from the kingdom of darkness that is engineered against you will end up working for your good. That's why we must burn. We cannot allow ourselves to be ordinary flesh. Those men that true Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into, there were ordinary men. Fire consumed them. But fire, no, they burn fire. I want you to open up your mouth and ask the Lord, the word that you have sent to us in this conference, let it become real in my life. Set me indeed on fire. I offer my thoughts. I offer my decisions. I offer my choices. I offer my life. Lord, let your fire continually burn in me. You said you make your ministers flames of fire tonight, oh Lord. I say yes, Lord. I see I need to. It is in my adva- to my advantage. It is in my interest that I'm not just a fleshly Christian. I want to be on fire. The Bible says these are perilous times. Our Lord Jesus' teaching says, in your patience, possess your soul. Lord, help me. Set me on fire, Lord. I want to burn. You have sent your word. Let it be my experience. Let me be a Christian that everyone knows that I'm on fire for the Lord. Help me. No lukewarmness. Because I'm fire. I will not tolerate any other temperature. I can only be hot. I cannot be cold. Lord help me. You've been listening to a message. By Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us. At Eden. 
Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone, 09-290-9000 or 703 You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org. God bless you.